Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here from a very muggy Largo, Florida. I'm sure you can see by my camera that 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 it's a little muggy. Um, here with Dr. Stillman and the Meredith Oak. Uh, we're going to be talking today about spreading the message of quantum health and simplifying the noise. Hi, Meredith. How are you? Hi, Jim. It's great to see you. Great to, to see you. Good to see you as, as always. Position myself here. So for people who don't know, uh, Meredith runs Quantum Health TV and the Quantum Biology Collective. And I'm one of the faculty members over there where we teach practitioners uh, of all kinds, coaches, doctors, um, therapists. I'm sure you've had a really wide range of people come through the program mm -hmm. about the quantum world and how life works at the smallest scales of energy and matter, and then how to use those principles in order to actually help people heal and be well and achieve their health and wellness goals. So, you know, you're, you've updated your program. I'm actually not really sure what this next round is includes and is. So why don't you give us an overview, Meredith? Yeah. So we've got it into a really nice place. We've been sort of doing different beta versions of it for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was born out of the, the, um, you know, clear science that was emerging. And I was seeing practitioners mm -hmm. like both of you who were working with the ideas of quantum health and quantum biology and seeing amazing results. Mm -hmm. um, but there was nowhere to learn it because it takes a special sort of person. You're one, other people, the other members of our faculty are you know, Carrie Bennett and Heather Shepard, like who will go out and wade through decades of research and science and then apply it clinically, see what the results are and make, you know, so you're sort of like your own creating your own laboratory to test this science and it's legit, it's real. And then every time, you know, the academic people study it, there's more evidence showing that quantum biology um, is a, is a legitimate field, but there was nowhere to learn it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a little yeah. bit too dense for somebody who just wants to feel better. Like they don't need to study quantum biology. So it was, but the practitioners are the people who are on the front lines with all of these crazy chronic illness epidemics that not, where nothing seems to be working, things that used to work don't work anymore. And they're like, what's going on? And there's this science that exists that explains so yes. much, but there was and nowhere you, to learn it. And you so that's what, really what hear create. that from your practitioners right over and over again. We've talked about this, that they feel like their therapeutics are losing their edge somehow. And a lot of them are unsure why. Yes. Yeah. All, you know, whether it's acupuncture or supplements or people, you know, it doesn't, you know, medical doctors, they're finding that things that used to be fairly reliably effective are, mm -hmm. there's a certain number of people where it's not working at all, or it's not working as well as it used to, or it works a little bit and then people hit a wall. Um, and so it leads to like a kind of frustration and what ends up happening a lot of the time is that the the patient or the end the end client sort of internalizes that even if the even if the practitioner doesn't say like this worked for everyone else i don't know what your problem is even if they don't say that it often ends up there's like a feeling of sort of like shame and oh i guess i didn't do the diet hard enough or i didn't do the things well enough like then people start to feel hopeless and like it's their own fault um, and it sort of poisons the relationship, which is too bad because having a practitioner that you trust who really knows what's going on with you is so valuable mm. that for everybody. So, right. I agree. And 
it's interesting because I came to that uh, revelation, what was it, 2017, which is when I fell down this rabbit hole. You know, I was working at a very uh, high end um, integrative medicine clinic here in the Tampa Bay area. And I noticed that the young people who should have been getting better, fastest and easiest weren't. And one of them, because when you're dealing with really sick young people whose families are flying them all over the country and the world in order to try and get them better and shelling out, you know, easily five, easily six figures in a matter of years to try and, and get them back to a functional state, they're doing all the research for you. They're combing through blog posts and listening to podcasts and reading papers. And a lot of them get in some respects, deeper into elements of the academic literature than most doctors or practitioners. And I think that's probably why doctors say things like, don't confuse your Google search with my, my medical doctorate. And then patients come back and don't confuse your, or don't mistake your, the MD at the end of your name for minor deity. Cause you know, doctors don't know. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I had a friend who used to say that a lot of doctors mistake the MD at the end of their name mm -hmm. for minor deity. So this patient of mine who'd failed basically everything mm -hmm. uh, tells me about this doctor named Jack Cruz. And I start reading his blogs and I say, this is fascinating. This is a whole new level. This is a completely different take. I kind of threw out everything I'd learned, started, you know, working with light and getting outside more. And, uh, and I saw it working. Um, and then it became very apparent to me that this was why a lot of people were not getting the results that they wanted. But then it also became apparent to me that there's a big difference between understanding the academic side of it and blogging about it and writing about it, which, you know, there's lots of gurus out there offering information on this, but none of them, I shouldn't say none of them, very, very few of them are actually practicing and actually seeing patients or coaching clients. And so a lot of them will come out with these very over the top, very inflammatory statements and very, um, they actually create a lot of drama and a lot of a lot of anxiety and a lot of division and they don't offer people practical solutions uh, for their health or on the other side of that i think a lot of people are out there selling uh things that don't actually solve these problems and that's just as problematic you know there's a lot of people uh piggybacking on this this paradigm in order to sell gear and products that people ultimately don't need and i what i like about what you're doing is that it's very grounded in the science it's very focused on results and practical applications taken from the literature and then implemented into clinical practice um, without, you know, just, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, without basically productizing everything and making it all about, you know, products. Well, and that's the one thing I really appreciate. You have people like Dr. Stillman involved in this that work with real like everyday people like the average person that comes to us spends 95 percent of their day indoors mm -hmm. so you know how do you get them to like get more outside time without making them feel crazy and then right. like, you know without you know we'll have people they're like oh my gosh i didn't get outside at exactly sunrise today like oh my gosh i'm never you know it's like you're you're not that fragile it's it's, yeah. it's okay just <laughs> You know, do the best you can. It doesn't have to be right as the sun's coming over the horizon, or people that are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I mean, I'm somewhere in a, and there's a forest, and I can't get the direct sunlight until 8:30," and I'm just like, "But you're outside. It's, it's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect." So a lot of the anxiety that influencers 
I mean, it's sad, but I mean, a lot of influencers, they create this anxiety that is actually a very toxic, they create this very toxic dynamic where they're inducing fear in their audience. This then creates a kind of, I mean, I, I actually think it's really about like trauma bonding with their audience and they basically traumatize them into this, <laughs> yeah. you have to be afraid and there's all these things to worry about and blah, blah, blah. And then these people become very, um, unhinged, um, about, and it's tough not to get a, a little bit wrapped around the axle with a lot of this stuff because, you know, like cell phones, Wi-Fi routers, these are the new smoking. And so you see this happening. I mean, it would be like, it's, it's what I imagine it must've been like to be a doctor who had his head screwed on right and knew that lucky strikes were not, you know, a good healthy habit, no matter what the marketing said and living in a society where you walk into a bar, you walk into a restaurant and you can't escape the cigarette smoke. Even if no one's smoking, it's coming off of the booths. It's coming out of the, the walls. I mean, if you've ever walked into a, you know, a house or building that's been damaged by fire or smoke, uh, you know how long it, it can take for that smell to get out. And that means those toxins are getting into your body. Um, it's actually really remarkable. I looked at this the other day in a, in a paper about testosterone that I was reviewing for a, a, the video I did last this past Monday on my personal labs, which if you haven't watched, worth watching, check it out. But this paper commented on, on it was looking at, at lifestyles of American men and their testosterone levels. And one of the striking things about it is even though smoking declined by double digit percentages over a couple of decades, uh, the health and the testosterone levels of the average American man dropped significantly. And so people have this illusion that because we passed the Clean Air Act and cleaned up our air and because we passed the Clean Water Act and cleaned up the water to a certain extent, you know, and because, I, I don't know, uh, all the marketing that's out there and propaganda, uh, that somehow they're healthy. And it was very interesting also that perceived level of health in these respondents didn't change, even though they were manifestly sicker and had more diseases and more diagnoses. So the public's being right. gradually made more and more sick and they don't so even they're know. thinking I'm doing all the things that I'm told right. will make me healthy. So therefore right. I must be healthy. And if I don't feel good and if I have lower energy and if my sleep isn't as good and if my mood isn't as good, oh, well, I guess I'm just getting older. Well, on top of that, they don't have a frame of reference of, oh, wait a minute. When I, when my father or grandfather was 35, he could do things that I can't do, whether that's touch your toes or run a half a mile or lift, you know, 200 pounds onto your shoulder and carry it hundred yards. So the American man is getting sicker and sicker and sicker. I'm sure this is true for women as well, for the record, because there's no reason it wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And yet one of the most toxic habits we've ever had as a civilization is dropped off massively well i i remember watching you know i grew up in a farming community yeah you know guys that were ranchers and stuff that smoked all the time it could run circles around everybody because they were just yes. doing so much low-level manual labor all the time right. and i mean that's really the biggie is like mm -hmm. i've seen construction so workers outside moving all day long basically. all day long and they could run you know regardless of their smoking habit they could they could run circles around everybody and so the manual labor part of it and you know, uh, smoking outdoors is not going to be as bad for you as smoking indoors. You know, it's going right. to ruffle a few feathers, but, uh, you know, we, it's true. Dr. Dr. Cruz yeah. would always say, if you're going to have a cigarette, make sure it's outside. You know, yeah, it's so. one of the funny things <laughs> about smoking is that, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you're going outside to do it, the, just the going outside is healthy for you. 
Right. Yeah, you it might be leveling out. Like, you're leveling it. Outside might be leveling out the detriment of the. Well, that's in the melanoma in southern Sweden trial that we can't talk mm-hmm. about constantly because they found that the people who smoked the most but spent the most time outside had the same risk of death as the people who smoked not at all but spent the most time inside. Yeah. Which tells you that smoking is the same risk for death increase as staying indoors all the time. As not getting any outdoor. It's yeah. Yeah. And our population spends 95% of its days indoors. And we're not yeah. recommending yeah. smoking, by the way. I do have a, we are a, not. Good cigar, a good cigar every now and then. But uh, right. But, um, but, it, yeah. but it does bring up the point, right, of why understanding human health from through the quantum lens or through the quantum biologic lens is so important right now, right? Because we've compartmentalized everything. Like, okay, well, if I don't smoke and I eat this, I'll be fine, right? And in order to truly understand what's going on with somebody, with a client or a patient, like you have to be able to see a much, much bigger picture because our environment has so much that you can't, you literally like, I don't understand how you can treat people without understanding that at this point. Well, and it's the root. And it's it, the root. It drove me a little bit insane working in the conventional and the integrative health world because you'd have these integrative health docs who trained 20, 30 years ago in integrative and functional medicine and whatever else you want to call it. And they know that they need to get their patients on a nutrient-dense diet and they know that they need to get them to move and they know that they need to do all this stuff, right? But they build these practices that are based on that. And they don't know anything about light because they stop learning. And you go to these, I mean, I went to this conference on environmental medicine once and none of these it's indoors artificially lit um these guys are very smart they're they're talking about some really cutting edge stuff that's very very helpful valuable i still use it in my practice but these guys are talking about mold and lime and all these toxic things and how to get people better and how to boost glutathione and blah 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 blah. and i'm like i asked this question basically like do you realize that all the problems you're talking about are linked with artificial light and EMF exposure and an indoor lifestyle. And that all the things you're talking about modulating with nutrients and supplement protocols and detox hacks and whatever you want to call them, all of them are boosted by getting outside, being in nature, connecting to the earth. How do you integrate that into your practice? And basically all of them are like, we don't. And it's just, it's. Yeah. And and when you do, like when you do get someone who's been spending 95% of their days indoors, and they at least go for three 10 minute walks a day and then they start changing their nutrition and they start that stuff works exponentially better yeah. right i mean if if you're not getting outside right. if your circadian rhythm is broken if you're not sleeping well all the supplements in the world all that stuff uh, you might see some slight improvement but you your ship is sinking really fast and you can't plug enough holes right right whereas if you can get people like and and that's why it's so important to learn from somebody like Dr. Stillman, how to get people, like, how do you get the 65 year old person who's been spending the last 30 years of their life in air conditioning inside? Mm -hmm. How do you get them to get the habit of getting outside? You just can't tell like with me and my gym, like if I would have said, okay, tomorrow we're opening an outdoor gym and um, that's it. I would have lost 98% of my clients, you know? So what I did is I basically used the 10 minute walks and I told them about, Hey, you need to get outside. I used my gym as a platform. I didn't just shut the doors down and then, Mm -hmm. you know, open an outdoor gym in the parking lot. The vast majority of the U S population isn't even fit enough to work out outside in the heat, not alone, you know? So 
getting people to learn how to give people doable, chunkable steps is uh, is super, super important. And meet people where they are. And a lot of people in this space don't. They don't meet people where they're at. And on that note, so Meredith, walk us through what's this certification course include? There are modules with me, right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember which ones you, you, well, it's, you know, you guys, you guys changed this recently. And I haven't had time to really look over all the details. So what's it yeah. include and, and what's the goal and who should enroll? So it's really like a comprehensive, um, it's comprehensive in so many ways. It goes deep into the science. It goes deep into the practical application of it. It goes deep into um, how to communicate because, you know, you, people come in and you learn all of this deep science for yourself as a practitioner. And then people start talking to their clients about electron chain transport. And it's like, no, no, no. So we have coaching calls to, you know, to sort of gauge who is your audience, who are you talking to? How do you really take what you've learned and communicate it in a way that makes sense to other people, but still internalize the, the important concepts of the science. And, you know, it goes back to what, to what you were both just saying, right? Like it's, it's not about necessarily throwing out anything that you've been doing that's helpful or worthwhile, right? So it's about integrating protocols and integrating ideas that will make whatever you're doing that much more effective. So it's it's sort of like an expanding of your toolkit, an expanding of, it's like learning a new language, right? And it's like everybody is all of a sudden we're living in this world where there's a, a frequency language that our bodies are existing in. And for most people, that language is invisible and incomprehensible. And quantum biology mm -hmm. makes it visible and comprehensible. And so it's almost like once people come in and they start learning it, they're like, I can't believe I didn't know this, right? Like, I know. like the the mind yeah. blowing, the, like every single time. And it's from all people, right? Like a medical doctor will come in and be like, I can't believe this is how it actually works. And then an energy worker will come in and be like, I always knew this is how it works. I just didn't have the mechanism <laughs> to explain why. Right, <laughs> well, right, well right. a hundred <laughs> years ago, all the things that we talk about, people did every day. Because they didn't have another option. That's right. Yeah. They didn't. We've just the light to illuminate your house. Yes. Right. We have so just built a world. Acupuncture. That's... No one talks about light because it's such an old modality. You didn't right. ever need to. <laughs> right. Well, that's actually really funny because I, I talked to somebody about this some time ago. I said, "Hey, you know, what have the traditional Chinese medicine doctors been saying about light and EMF and cell phones and all this stuff?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of like in the consciousness because it's a it's energy, and they think in terms of energy and whatever." But they don't really talk about it. And I thought, man, that is sad. Yeah. But it's, you know, these things kind of sneak up on people. And the thing about visible light is that it's not, you can't, your eye is not going to tell you what's different about this visible light or that visible light. You know, like the visible light coming through my window is radically different from the visible light that's coming out of my sauna space photon bulb. Well, I'll dad. tell you what, my eyes will tell me when I go into Publix at eight o'clock at night. And if I get my blue blockers, my eyes will tell me. Well, Just you like will. You will adapt yeah, to different lights once you're under them and you know these things. But um, without further ado, Meredith, where can people find out more information on enrolling and and how else to get in touch with you and follow you guys? Yeah, so our our YouTube is Quantum Health TV. Um, we're on Instagram at Quantum Biology Collective and quantumbiologycollective.org um, is where you can get information on all the things. If you're looking for a practitioner, um, 
you know, Dr. Silman's on there in, in our directory if you need something more, you know, specific. Um, and there's a link to the certification there. And I think you guys also have a link too. We do. It's in, it's in the description and I just posted okay. it in the chat. So, yeah. So if, if you are interested in signing up, please, yeah, go into the description, um, on, uh, Stillman MD YouTube and click that link and registration is open. We are, we have registration open from now until September 14th. We like to have cohorts. That's another big piece to this is there's a huge vibrant community. Um, we have a chat, we have, we've, we've recently added um, extra modules on top of the live faculty Q and A's and on top of the live coaching calls, all the lectures are recorded. So that's self-paced people can do it at their own, you know, watch the lectures at their own pace and then come on, get live interaction, live feedback, you know, you can bring case studies, you can bring anything that you want to those calls. But in addition to that, the the community is so strong. People are like, can you add some calls where we just get to hang out and talk to each other without you guys there? So we also have that piece. So that also is really important because it is it can be a little lonely when you're this far out on the cutting edge. Right. And you're looking at all this sea of health trends and you you now have the capacity to tell which ones are nonsense, which ones are legit, but also how they fit into a larger framework, right? It's not just like, oh, we need to cold plunge all the time, or, oh, we need to do this. Like, you have a much more comprehensive understanding, um, and you want to hang out with people who also have that. Well, and, and with everything that's going on in the world right now, having, you know, people that are on the same bandwidth as you is going to become super important for your sanity as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's weak that piece of it, people come in every day. They're like, oh, thank God I have you guys to talk to. Right? Oh, like yeah. yeah. They and they share research papers. They share yeah. product recommendations. Um, That's great. All, but great. all focused through this lens. So That's it's great. a it's a big game changer. No one knows Good. about it. It's totally decentralized. Well, we're glad <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing what you're doing because we need it. So um, thank you for uh, for joining us this morning. Uh, Jim, Meredith, anything else to add before we jump off? Have a great weekend, everybody, and make sure you get outside. Absolutely. You, you deserve it. Great. Great to see you all. <laughs>